Yes, sir. In the middle of the summer, it's icy cold and Indy. So as I sit here in a scully, add on my scarf, and I will put on some gloves at some point because I'm telling you right now, the conversation between Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts just continues to grow worse and worse. And I can't make this up. As you see, if you look behind me, number 28 right there, one of my favorite players when I came up to the podcast area, he was on the ground. He had literally fell off the wall. Not the other guys, but him. So maybe that is an omen. <sighs> but we'll get into all of that. Sammy, please start us up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. It's going to be sick. Yes, it is. We're going to get right to it. Sammy, bring in the boys, please. Hey, fellas. So. <laughs> why, why, didn't you, why didn't you tell me you're part Eskimo? Living in Indy in the middle of the summer, I hear it's pretty damn hot. But between the Colts and JT, it's pretty damn icy. So I sit oh. here in my fresh JT jersey, and you probably can't see it on screen. But this is a brand new Jonathan Taylor jersey. Still had the tags on it. Was waiting to unveil it, debut it, whatever you want to say, during this year's uh, season. But he might be <laughs> shipped off somewhere. And I really feel like in the next 24 to 48 hours, that will be more clear than ever. And I'm just really not happy. I'm very sad. So I have to warm up tonight. I'll be sitting with all of my winter gear on because I cannot believe that we got that damn icy in our organization with our best player. But before we get into all that, let's start the show officially. The hammer has hit. The anvil is on. Damn, I'm hot already, but I'm going to suffer through this. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to suffer through this. I got to adjust my mic. It looks like I'm fucking two feet tall. You got to adjust my your life. My camera. You really, you you really do got to adjust your life. It's your life in order. All right, you are first not. of all, when you pay my bills, you can tell me how to run my life. Until then, zip it. Okay, Destiny Shop. I will not be paying your bills. Then you will not be telling me how to run my life. Anyway, we got too much to talk about, and your bills are not on the agenda. So let's just kick the door open. What was it? 48 hours ago? 72? I don't know. The Colts said, hey, John the Taylor, you know what? You can go and find you a suitor. Okay. So that was the message that everybody's Bleacher Report hit maybe that was monday sometime yes i think it was monday sometime so then you know he's out trying to find him someone the rumors are six teams are involved two have really made offers what are they we don't know who are the teams outside of the dolphins that's really not confirmed either but then today <laughs> the next piece of the saga comes out because it says guess what jt 
you have till next Tuesday, which is 53 man day to find a suitor or the trades are basically stalled because at that point we have to make a decision whether or not he's going to be on the pup for to start the season, which would absolutely shelve him for four weeks, or he's going to be part of active roster and be able to start playing with the team at this point, man, I'm just done caring about sides. I'm done caring about people who have been involved that, that being, you know, agents and owners and all that. I'm just like, what the fuck? How the fuck we get here? Excuse my language. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Fucking kitchen. I said it again. Omaha myself. Okay, here we go. (laughs) But I cannot believe this. Like this, this really hurts as a Colts fan. This really hurts because we keep talking about the character of the guy and who he is and why we drafted him and what he's going to bring to the city. And I cannot believe this is who. He has become, and this is what he now is going to be remembered as. And so for that, I can honestly say I am ready for either way. And I will kick it open to one of you. i start with the guy who can't get his life together. Patrick, how are you feeling? Will the deadline actually come and go, meaning he stays a Colt, or will he be in a new uniform before Tuesday? Depends on those offers. Oh, come on. Honestly, it, it is the easy what it, it is the easy answer. Absolutely. But I mean to to sit here and try to predict what Ballard's gonna do. I mean my best case of that prediction is what's being offered. And if the offer's right, see you later bye. If the offer's not right, suit up, baby. We gotta play. But okay, country now I'll kick it to you. But does he even play then? What do you think? If he stays, the way he's, the way he's acting, what he's portraying to the public, no, he That's still claims I mean. that he's he still claims that he's hurt. And I mean, as far as his trade talks goes, the Colts have obviously asked for a first round pick or multiple picks that equivalent to a first round pick, right? Night, what was it like? Oh, almost the majority of the owner or executives, not owners, but executives have said lesser deals for him because of the way he stands right now with his, I think like the money situation and his injury and blah, 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 blah. Um, but no, I mean, if he stays, he does not play. He gets put on the pup for four weeks. I mean, it's just that simple as you want to be treated like that. You want to keep acting like that. You're going to be put on that pup list. It's just that simple. You keep failing physicals left and right. But I mean, if you do seek, you know, if you do find a suitor for yourself and the words of Johnny Ringo, well, <laughs> here's something. Now I read this and it was it was pretty interesting. And I because I had made this point yesterday and I had to read this article because it's just like, wow, I just said this. And then somebody's trying to you know, debate it. But basically someone had written an article. Don't quote me on this, the actual source, but it says something along the lines that the Lamar Jackson situation and the the Austin Eckler situation should not be used as comparison when it comes to the Colts allowing JT to test the waters and in, in the trade. And the main reason behind that was because those two players were in some type of contract negotiations prior to being allowed to test the market. Whereas it's been very evident, which is probably why JT was so upset. The Colts haven't even started a negotiation with him. Now, to me, 
and this is this just me talking. But to me, that that really isn't much. I get it. Maybe we had a few conversations about numbers and we weren't happy. So go find a trade partner versus we ain't said nothing. So go find a trade partner. That's neither here or there for me. The idea is I thought it was a play by the organization to really say, well, if you think it's 16 million, right? Because one thing that we have to clear up is the average for Cat McCaffrey, 16 million, but he's only making like 12 this year. Nick Chubb's only making like 10 this year. And actually, I think I read that B. John Robinson had like the highest. He's getting like 13 million this year. That's, I was going to ask you that. Who was, because there was someone who had the higher one. That, that's who it was. Yeah, it's Bijan based off of just how the numbers play. So on average, Christian McCaffrey was making 16, but he was not making 16 this year. He's only making 12. Yeah. So I say that to say I think it was a play by the team to be like, okay, well, look, you don't believe us. Let's see what others say. Right. Which is almost Mm -hmm. like that, that open honesty, you know, uh oh, it's in my face now. Maybe we were wrong. So I say that to say, how do we move on from this? Let's let's say we are lucky enough, and I'm going to use that word, to have it go just like Lamar, just like Eckler, and then it comes back or he comes back. How do we as fans, how does the organization, how does JT get his status back? I mean, he, re- he wears the C right now. He's not acting like a captain. So how, what happens? How do we do that? Yes, Pat, go for it. Once it happens, whatever happens, you stop right there because that's the business side of the game. Okay. So whatever business is done, it's done. If he signs, it's done. You leave it. Mm-hmm. You, you just let it go because that's the business side of what they do. Now the game side of what they do, totally different than the business side. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, if the Colts are able to, Calm the waters, get JT signed and happy, and he's back on the field. You just go with it. Mm-hmm. If they can't and they, they end up do trading him, you go with it. But that, that's where it stops because that is just the ugly business side of this sport. Okay. But you just stop. You don't you don't give it no more. You don't give it no more thought. You don't give it no more time, no more attention. Okay, it's done. Let's move on. So we don't we don't talk about character. We don't talk about none of that because doesn't that set the precedence for, you know, like, hey, well, you had a captain act like this. Let's call it now last season and a new guy and the next guy, and the next guy kind of fall in line because Kenny didn't go this far. Kenny also wears the C. He didn't go this far last year, but he took it kind of to the max, too. You know what I mean? So I'm like, this is this is back to back. What is this saying about the organization? If it's saying anything, or what is it saying about our players? If it's saying anything, it, it, I think Ballard's saying patience. He's telling his boys patience. I mean, that's his big. That's his big thing. I mean, he we hear it all the time, you know, about from Ballard. Patience, patience, patience. Especially with the fans, patience. It's just he says we're going to pay our guys. Pat's, you know, said this multiple times over. We're going to pay our guys, mm-hmm. but they're they're not the. Again, the rambling about this agent thing. It's just like they're getting into their heads or hurrying a situation. Like, you're going to get paid. You may not be record setting, but you're going to get paid, man. Like, that's just as simple as that, right? So it's just, just play the game. Like, not only the, I mean, I mean, ironically, yeah, play the game, but play <laughs> the game is in like the business game. Like, just roll with it. 
just be patient. You got one more year left on your rookie contract. Who says that you weren't going to get paid at the end of the season or even midseason? Well, this is advice for JT. I think, Clyde, was you asking for advice as fans? How do we handle this going forward? Yeah, everybody. Shit, JT, us. I mean, the organization, like, what? Everybody. Because I think this is ugly, bro. Like, because, of course, fans, you know, we're going to start, like, you know, being flapping heads. People already talking about burning jerseys. Everybody talking about his character. We thought he was this. He's not that. Blah, 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 blah. But well, then, if you'd, if you'd rather burn a hundred and thirty damn dollar jersey, they then give it to to charity or something like that. You're a dumbass. <laughs> but it's yours. Go ahead and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, you it. bought but it, right? It's my opinion, and my opinion is you're a dumbass. Give it to charity. Give it to somebody that that's still a fan. Somebody that's going to get some use out of it. If you don't want to wear it no more, oh well. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, for me, I, honestly, I think. I, th- I think it's, it's about what you said, Pat. Yes, you can you can forgive and forget because nobody's talking about the Lamar situation no more. And then when it comes to the backs, this is so this is the most ironic thing for me. Like the absolute most ironic thing is that Austin Eckler seemed to be the head of this, and for the most part, he was one of the first ones of the running back core to go back, restructure his deal, and just shut up in color. You know, we already know what Saquon did. Mm-hmm. He was about to hold out. He did that for a couple days and then took an extra million. He's in camp. I hear that Jacobs may be coming back. He did um, come back. He did come back officially. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to work him back into it. He well, didn't did he get did deal. he get a deal or did he no he just came back? No, he just got a deal. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, well, why why the hell is Jonathan Taylor of all of them trying to be uh I don't know, the martyr, the the damn the leader, the face of it all, like why? And it's not like, okay, everybody did it. So let me just bow out gracefully too. But it's like, it's evident that right now the league as a whole has spoken. And this mm-hmm. is not the first time things like this have happened. I mean, every not player, be the last time yeah, either. Every player position group has went through certain things like this. Right. But at the same token, it's like, why risk, a reputation, parts of your career, and then still just be in this tug of war when you like you know you have a valued home here, right? Like you know what this team can be, and you know what you are when it comes to the to the importance of this team. Why throw that away and be the last man standing of a group that y'all were all supposed to be standing side by side, arm in arm, and they all are back with their team? This makes no sense. Makes no sense. Doesn't I just I just think right now too like. Kind of piggybacking what you said earlier, Clyde. I think also like um, the whole the trade, like the whole trade scenario, the deadline for Tuesday, um, the offer that the Colts want. I think it's a set an example. Like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, young man, go do your thing. You're not going to get it. Yeah, and I think the Colts. Uh, I mean, they're, they, just letting, they're, they're, they're letting they're letting the hard ways, basically. What I'm saying, right? Which is that's because I think that'll piss him off even more but it'll piss him off because it was like i think everybody kind of wants their cake and eat it too so what i'm getting at is hey i want to trade and they'd be like okay you know what yeah you're unhappy let's do that and let's make it a like a good deal but they're more so saying like no we value you we want you on this team and so without saying it openly we're gonna make this shit difficult because people are people are posting something that's really silly to me Oh, you don't want to pay him that much money but you think you can get it first no clown the the situation is 
we're not we don't want to give this guy up. So if you want to come in, don't come in with a, a three and a four and a five and a seven. You better bring your ass in here with big numbers because that's what we're giving up. We know yeah. where we drafted him is in the second round. So please don't try to use that. That's on the NFL. The NFL failed to realize how talented he was, no matter you know what his stats were at Wisconsin. So we swooped in and got a steal. However, this is a first round valued person. And guess what? He's not going to come easy. So don't don't even try to lowball me with a fifth. And he ain't going to come cheap. It's <laughs> just what I'm saying. No. Like, don't come in here with, you know, four picks from four drafts from now. Nobody cares about 2027. Uh-uh. We want compensation for 2024 draft, and it better be in the one range. So everybody like, ooh, plus we got to extend him. Ouch. Plus he's on the pup list. He hasn't passed a physical. Ooh. And so I think, like you're saying, all are hands down. So it's like you can go find your trade partner, but how are you going to sweeten this deal? And apparently his agent is one of the sweetest but, talkers. So let's see. Well, and, the, I really, and I really hope that it does piss him off because if it does piss him off and he doesn't get picked up by anybody, he still comes back to us and he's still pissed off. Guess what? That means he's going to play better. <laughs> so when, once he's you know, once he's healthy. But I mean, if he don't, then he's he's messing himself up. If he don't, if he does it at that point, he screwed himself. You. If he finds a way to not play this year, that really wrecks him. Oh, it'll like taking a year off, like any any position. And I mean, and again, I can't you know fire this off the top of my head because I just don't know. But I would put good money that any player or position, let's just say player, any player that has sat out a complete year and tried to come back the next year and still think their value is that same is is insane. Le'Veon Bell. But he didn't sit out a whole year. Yes, he did. Did he sit out a whole year? Yeah. Yeah, damn near it. He damn sure did. For real? He sat the whole that whole last year I, out of Pittsburgh? I, I, let me go back and uh, Google okay. it up. I'm pretty sure he did. And mm. then he signed with the Jets and it just wasn't the same. And no, didn't get the money he thought he was going to get. Yeah, we got to check that. I, we, we we should have Sammy in the background. <laughs> Sammy, check Pat. Pat's usually wrong. But... Um, <laughs> That's neither here or there. <laughs> so uh more to come in the future on the icy situation that is John the Taylor and Indy, but I'm gonna stay bundled well, up because I'm telling you right now. Can I can I lay something out there? I read today that EJ Speed had the same surgery. And he's back. Yeah, af- after season, and he's already back on the field in full speed. So when people say, oh, he's on the pup list, oh, he must still be hurt, I don't believe it. I believe it. it's, you know, the smoke screen. Yeah, it's the smoke screen. I don't, you know, so if, say, Miami is wanting to pick him up, he goes down there, he he will pass the physical. There, I don't I don't believe he's hurt one bit. I've seen him limping at, at camp. So that's a character thing, too. Oh. Uh, again, you, you're, you're that, discrediting yeah, and, yourself. And you're, and you're 100% right. I, it, it, that is a big character issue. Mm. Some bullshit like that. Oh my god! Because they they've talked about uh, who did that? Jalen Ramsey. I was watching something. It's like Jalen Ramsey kind of did that to get out of Jacksonville, and then did exactly what you said. Passed a physical, ended up with the Rams. All things well. So yeah, that's something to, to be <laughs> like. Yeah, because he's kind of doing that little my my foot hurt walk thing. I just, I just don't believe that a guy. There's got to be something in the contract that says that the organization, team doctors, have the final say. Yeah, you can go seek treatment somewhere else, but our doctors have the final say. And if they say you can play and you say you can't, then we're fine in your ass. 
And I think if he, he if there's no trade and he doesn't want to be with the Colts anymore, they're just going to find him. If he doesn't play, they'll just find the shit out of him. So I, I I think too like it has to it has to be something along this lines. Maybe he maybe and I, and it's taken me a while to get to this place. But I'm like perhaps he's so adamant about getting the payment now, based on the fact that everybody has said, "What do you do? Draft a solid running back, play him for three years, franchise franchise him in year four, then draft another running back, i.e. Saquon Barkley." Yeah. So everybody keeps saying, come out and play, show what you got, blah, 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 blah. But this has been the MO, <laughs> right? The MO is get that franchise that franchise tag in, in your last year. So they own you, right? Because, I mean, you ain't going nowhere once you get franchised. And then they play you for that season. And then you're optimistic. I'm going to use that again for a deal. And then next thing you know, they're drafting your replacement, and you never got that big deal. So now well, this lottery. This goes back to what um, Jim Mercer was tweeting about the CBA. When all this first broke loose and, and JT's agent was fighting back and forth with this Ray on Twitter, it's because he, he was saying they should have had different provisions in the CBA, and they don't. So – to me, I look at it like the tax code. If you're going to cuss the rich for using the tax code the way it's written and getting out of paying taxes and you want that change, write your fucking congressman, tell him to change it. Oh, come on. That's not fair. <laughs> but you see, what I'm, you see what I'm saying? To me, the, organi- the organization is, is running within the confines of the CBA agreement. And if the, if, if the players aren't happy with that agreement, then the next time it comes to table, then that's when you change shit. You don't try is, to change it in the middle of the CBA. But this is the problem with that, though. So CBA, I get it. It's good for four to six years or whatever the number is. But the other issue becomes that every year, whether it's inflation or whatever, all things increase. Salaries increase. Salary cap increases. And so that number steadily changes for the most important positions, quarterback, defensive end, wide receiver, you know, whatever. And it's like at some point somebody has to, I guess, break the norm. And I think the Rams did that with Gurley. I think, you know, maybe the Cowboys did that a little bit with Zeke. And it's just like, okay, it's not like this hasn't been done before, but the same token, why is this such a big thing? Like you've seen what I'm, what I'm capable of doing. So I really don't think so. So my thing is this, right? You signed your name to a contract. Absolutely. But it, but then take certain things out of it to make it easier. Take extensions out then. Everything is just a no kidding resign deal after the full contract. But the, the, the problem with that is teams will use it in their favor to save themselves money. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Then but, and they won't use it to help the player. Then who's ever running their union needs to increase the the tag. But it doesn't, you know. Okay, good. like if we go back to the point that you made, I'm going to draft a, a young running back. I'm going to run the shit out of him for three years, and his fourth year, I'm putting the tag on him. Right. And then I'm gonna, and then I'm going to start the cycle all over again. We've mm-hmm. seen it. We've seen it, damn near yearly in Too this league. Times. 
So when they redo the CBA, they need to put in there, okay, well, if you're going to do this to our running backs, this is the minimum contract for a rookie. And if you tag him, this is the number, not the the market, the average market. But I think that becomes for your for your number. But that's the way the numbers created. It's going off of average salaries, hence okay. why quarterbacks are so high. Like we paying Matt Ryan or whoever, <laughs> fucking Phillip Rivers got like twenty some million. Matt Ryan got some twenty some million. And those dudes, and then, I just don't answer them. They wouldn't worth fucking eight million. Maybe <laughs> okay. Philip. Philip took us to the playoffs, but Matt. But they they put it in the CBA that the, this position's tag is going to be this. Yeah, because it's the quarterback. Right. Oh, then they need to fight for the running backs the same damn way and every other position. That will never happen. Y'all go now. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember when the players went on strike? Yeah, I remember when the players were. Oh, okay. you talking about 86? Yeah. <laughs> I was four, but sure. Okay. Okay. Well, some of us wasn't four. Some of us you were I was, got, got a I little bit of dirt under their nails. Did you go try out the league? I was still a twinkle on my daddy's eye, boy. <laughs> oh, Pat tried right. to play for the coach in 86. <laughs> he was to go make the Polly story, but it was Pat. The Pat door flying story. But you see, you see what I'm saying. If if they can't sign the, the CBA because they're they're and that's what the union's supposed to do. It's supposed it. to protect these guys, I you know, in, in a fair market. But $10 million four years ago is much different than $10 million. All right. Then you need to have foresight and you need to, you need to write it as, okay, well this year it's this next year. It's this next year. It's that every union does that. All right. That's man. why when you get a new union deal, you get raises every year because they, they build it into the contract. <laughs> Do the same thing with these guys. I don't get it. I don't understand what's so fucking hard about it. Hey, Richard, because that doesn't work. Don't want a player strike, but they can't. Because this is the problem, bro. This is the problem. And I'm sorry, but it's been proven strength or numbers. And everybody would everybody will talk a big game, but everybody cares about their own small circle. So when, when I think about what I'm going to lose, then all of a sudden the cause isn't that great. But if every running back was like, hey, I really believe this, and one day I'm going to be that guy that's in that situation, and they all took a stand together, they'll probably get whatever the hell they want. Like, li- li- imagine no running back on the roster showing, like, I don't give a shit. Find us until you want to find us, but you will have no running back on the roster, period. There you go. Then you will get whatever you want, but that never happens. <laughs> like, Because yeah. that's, that's on them. That's on them. If you won't stand up for your damn self, why do you expect me to stand up for you? No. Okay, Pat. Well, we disagree disagree here. That's fine. Anyway. There's no agreement or disagreement about it. it. If if you want to be treated better, you have union representation. Utilize it. (laughs) It doesn't. It so don't work that way. Hey, easy. (laughs) Have you ever been in a union? For the easy, easy, no, no, hold, hold on, Acosta. have easy. you ever been in a, a union, Clyde? I deal with the union every day. As in the no, military, we can't. Yes, I do because I have contractors and GS. Well, I got GS employees that are unionized and they just throw that word around like, oh, the union, but the union has limits too. 
Okay. And so in a situation you, like you this. You deal with the, the union from the outside, but you've never been a union member yourself, right? So you're saying everything that, that you want, you get from the union? No, 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 no. Okay. But it, I guarantee you the unions that I have been in, the Steelworkers Union, if we went on strike and that place started losing the money that they make every day, yeah, we're going to get what we want. But that also that also says that you're all in. And that's what that's it. I if as a player that's getting paid right now and I'm not in the position as JT, I'm like, ooh, I, I agree, but I'm still getting my paycheck. Now, when my time comes around, all of a sudden now I want everybody behind me. That's the problem. And that is the problem, but that is the people problem, not what I said. Not what I'm saying. Okay. And the, it's the, here my my thoughts <laughs> are solid because I've been through this shit with unions before. I guarantee you didn't I have said, to. Are you, you, I think, are you union now? Who? Acosta. No, you know, government contractor. We're far from union. Yeah. Ain't no, ain't no union over here, big dog. Uh, you're, you're paying something because the post office is union. And I'm to not have the post office. I know, but to work and take postal jobs, you're getting extra pay. You're getting higher pay because of that postal union. Okay. Because they're allowing subcontractors to come in. Jesus you're benefiting you're benefiting from that union. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Y'all better open your eyes. Easy Jimmy Hoffa. That's what I was like. We found <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa is alive. He lives. Now he he rapes and pillages the unions, but he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> you better be careful before Jim Ursa puts you in a hillside, buddy. Hey, that, oh that dude, God. that dude's in That's eight great. foot by eight foot by eight foot concrete block under the Empire State Building somewhere. You know what, man? <laughs> oh. the, the bottom line is if these guys and 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 I wholeheartedly that believe this. If these guys thinking. if these guys really want to get paid and really want to get taken care of, they're all gonna have to stand together. And this message is brought to you by the UAW. Led by Pandering Dorfheim. Find him on I was part of the UAW at one time. <laughs> aerospace workers. Anywho, anyway, there's a joint practice that's been happening the last couple of days <laughs> because there's a game to be played tomorrow. What? And unless you lived under a rock, there has been some bad blood that's been reported out of the joint practice out in Philly. What? There's fights, people being called bad names, you name it. So, as you know, uh, <laughs> we do have a little bit of history with Philly uh, going back to last year because once they beat us on the last minute drive, Nick Seriani looked at the crowd and was like, that was for Frank. We all know that Frank was his mentor and his friend, and we had let Frank go a few Mr. weeks. Mr. Seriani can have that. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Family show there, Patrick. I've already uh, missed it. Yep, Omaha yourself. Yeah, all right, I'll, blo I'll block it out. Yeah, there does it is. That, does that, <laughs> that work? That's that, that Mr. Sherryani. So, as I as y'all wreck my introduction to the next topic, the bad blood has seemingly spilled over to this year and joint practice, and maybe it's just excitement. You know, players are ready to play this, that, and the other. But uh, the game tomorrow should be pretty interesting. Can't speak for Philly, but we're supposed to play a good majority of our starters to include Anthony Richardson because our fan base lost it last week to not see him suit up. 
So, uh, yeah, man, this is exciting. We all know how good Philly is supposed to be on paper. I mean, they have the entire Georgia Bulldog defense. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, they have Jalen Hurts and a hell of a receiving core, and they're just a solid team. Um, So I think if they play 85 90% of their players for a good half, that is a really good look at what we're going to be on both sides of the ball. You guys agree? Agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So – I think, honestly, right, that the chippiness and all that is just because the boys are excited to play. Uh, and, you know, joint practice brings that out of you. Um, and I honestly think that, you know, it, it got probably blown out of proportion. Um, it wasn't as if there was a, a, a brawl where people are now injured and can't play and, you know, whatever. It was a typical, you know, skirmish, I would say. But I like that we have that now. I like that we have that fire. I can't say that this team last year would have had that. We were so like a mixed bag of emotions last year. And I'm not saying somebody's going to let you take advantage of one of your teammates, but just to, just to be in unison, right? Like something happened on this side of the ball. It was something that happened to Anthony Richardson. And then when the defense got a chance, like they brought that same energy back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, Hey, we seen what you did to number five. And you know, apparently Zaire took a little chippy shot at, at Gainwell and Jason Kelsey didn't like that. And then Jason Kelsey, you know, Zaire, then that turned into something. Dio called him a bad name and everything else. But I love to hear it, even though we couldn't see it, can't find it anywhere. So if you see it, tag the anvil because <laughs> we get to see it. But the moral of the story is I am excited to see this last preseason game because I really think we're going to get a good test. And I, and I don't know if we have anything to do with how preseason goes as far as selection of teams, but I've liked – um, I've liked our opponents. You know, what I mean, the Bills, the Bears, the Eagles. I think those are pretty solid opponents, um, based on you know what their team comprises. So even if you didn't get to see them last week in a full game, they did practice against them for two days. Is my thoughts. So I think that was a good test. Uh, but yeah, man, that's my thoughts on it. I'll let you. I'll kick it to Acosta. How are you feeling about Anthony Richardson in the final preseason game and just the team as a whole going into Cut Week? I really think Anthony Richardson's really going to see really now what the NFL is all about. You know, it's getting closer and closer to the regular season. Like you said, uh, most of the starters will be playing. Got a little bit of some heated tension going on. So, you know, they're going to be able to go a little bit more balls out than normal. So, Anthony Richardson's going to get a really good taste of what it's like in the league. Um, I still think he's going to shine. You know, he's got great composure. Um, our starters are going to look good. Hopefully, our offensive line's getting their head out of their ass day by day. <laughs> I hope. Um, but other than that, man, yeah, I'm I'm ready. This is gonna be an exciting preseason game. I mean, but it, it mean if you really look at most preseason games so far this year, Clyde, it's been really exciting across the board for preseason. I agree. I, I agree. mean it's been it's been pretty competitive this year. It really yeah. has. It felt like this was like a lull year, right? Like I get it. Every summer is about the same. Of course, once season's over in February after Super Bowl, you go through the long lull. But this one just felt longer. And I don't it know. Did. I don't know why, but yeah, it was very exciting to actually, I remember when we talked a few weeks ago and it was the hall of fame game and I was like, I don't give a damn. They're, they're saying hike and throwing the ball. So (laughs) I don't care what, I don't care who's out there. So, but yes, I have found myself tuning into other preseason games when normally I would give two shits, but if it's on, I've been watching, right? Like I watched the the Redskins and the Ravens on Monday night and that That was a good game. Yeah. It turned out to be entertaining, even though, who gives a shit? So we're playing later in the game. 
there was something to play for because, I mean, the Ravens had like a 24-game winning streak or something like that, and it finally came too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. So with that said, Pat, uh, how how are you approaching tomorrow's game? It almost feels like week one in a way. It, it, it almost does. And I'll go back to what you're saying, who we have played in our preseason games. One of the top teams in the AFC in the Bills. Mm-hmm. The top team in the NFC with the Eagles mm-hmm. tomorrow. And then, of course, your lower tier with Chicago. So that is nothing but pure competition. Mm-hmm. And that is we're going to see what these guys are doing real fast, real real hard. And especially what- especially tomorrow with the tensions, like Acosta was saying. Because, yeah, Kelsey came out and said, yeah, I was wrong. I shouldn't have did the cheap shot, da, da, da. But you know they're still pissed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I even seen one of the Eagle reporters or uh, players in an interview saying they kicked our ass. Mm-hmm. The the reporter asked about the fight. Yeah, well, this happened, that happened, da da da. But yeah, we still kicked their ass. Mm-hmm. No, no, you didn't. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, like I said, there's there's going to be a lot of tensions tomorrow. So that offensive line better hold. You know, and I think that the change to the preseason a few years ago definitely put more emphasis on getting a better product. Because you remember back in the day when there were still four preseason games, like the first really one, two, and a piece of three, you were just kind of like filling out who's going to make the team, who's going to get cut. And then in game four, all right, let's give me a real a real view of who who you know to be on the team. But because they haven't played in games that are meaningful yet – that looks kind of sloppy, but we seen, I mean, first game against the bills, they had their number ones out for everybody that was actually available. They had a couple people hurt talking to bills and we had our number ones out everybody that was available, except for the few ones that were hurt. So that was exciting to see like, okay, damn, this is preseason one. And we got no kidding. Like week one starters out here on both sides. So it's a good test. So Anthony Richardson, you know, though he had some ups and downs in that game, he did get to test himself against their best, right? Like he wasn't having ups and downs against three and fours. You know? So that's the that's the value of this three-game preseason. And then I actually like the fact that they have now that extended rest because after this weekend, they'll take a whole week and some change off and then come back, you know, September 11th for, the, for opening. So, yeah, I really like that. Like let them kind of rest up, get healthy, like fun. So I like that. I got a question for both of you. Have we in the past done joint practice at home and then we was the guest at somebody else's joint practice? Or is this the first year we've ever done something like that? It's good. Like we had because I cannot remember that happening. We was either a guest somewhere or somebody was a guest here. But not but I don't remember both happening in the same Yes, that's that's anyway. I'm I can't I can't honestly speak to that. I'm I'm honestly thinking it was just one. Like back in the day, I think you just had a joint practice week. But it maybe you were trying to, I mean, and again, I don't know if they voted on two or whatever, because what's clear is just because it's a joint practice, you know, the coaches still have, in my opinion, authority on whether or not this practice is going to go like that. Cause some have canceled complete days or cut it short because of chippiness or whatever and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see how they go forward. And then, you know, um, we talking Pat and I had the pleasure of being um, guest to Mr. Adam rank last weekend. And we didn't really get to, 
you know, I wanted to expand on that question because I was like, you know, what what is I know the benefit and the value of it, but is it also a risk to have these joint practices because of that, that over aggressiveness, that eagerness? And you take situations like what happened with the Ravens and the and the commanders when, you know, I think uh, I think it was Andrew slammed one of their guys and separated his shoulder and they had to like break practice up that day and things like that. So, you know, like, I think it's a benefit. Definitely want to get, you know, a good evaluation of yourself against opponent, but at the same time, like sometimes it can be a little much. It's a lot of bravado out there, <laughs> like a lot of egos and, you know, fights happening out and people trying to show like, like nobody's out here in UFC. So, I mean, it might've been a couple punches. Thrown. Yeah, but I tell you, man, I like the fire. I like to see the fire. Even if it's in preseason, a joint practice, I like seeing this fire. I like seeing this team rally around somebody that's that's in a firefight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, last year we we seen Nick Foles go down and do doing snow angels right next to him, and nobody. And that's what we, I'm saying. Nobody even looked. But now, <laughs> now they're circling the wagons. That's you exactly know, now we yeah. you know we got a unit that is together and that's that's good to see and you don't see that unless there's these joint practices yeah, you, can was, go to, you, you can go to training camp you know the whole time and if they're not scrimmaging against somebody they're not going to have those heated debates with their own players maybe every once in a while sure but it it, it doesn't last long no with yeah the joint, that was, with uh, the joint practice you you clearing the benches when shit goes down big facts and and i think and that was and that's where i was coming from at the beginning of this segment when i was like last year this team was so all over the place that i don't think that they and you made it clear because i completely forgot about that but yes when we played the giants in new york and thibodeau sack folds and he was jacked up <laughs> they let the man do the snow angels and nobody did anything you know they went to nick and checked on him but like nobody was like hey man like what the hell like you know what i mean which was wild because I get it. We were a shit show, but you still, you know, protect your brother in that sense. So exactly. I mean, yep. you know, now I didn't, I didn't go past high school football, but the coaches I had, if something like that happened and I was on the O line and I didn't go over and I didn't kick the living shit out of that guy making the snow angels, them coaches were kicking the shit out of me when we got back. I guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the way, that's the way we played. That's the way our squads were always, you know. Yeah, hey, you guys are brothers. You're going to protect each other. You're going to bleed, sweat, sweat, and tear together. You know, so when the shit goes down, you you know who's got your back. Last year we didn't know. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, but this year, this year everybody's sticking together, and that's that's a damn good thing to see. All right, so we're gonna do something a little different um, before we get out of here. So. This like is like our all your shirt. winter gear and 112 degree temperature. Yeah, with a ring light on. I'm sweating to the oldies, <laughs> like damn Richard Simmons. But it's okay. This is for the show, right? So I'm just letting you know. In the middle of summer, it can still be icy. <laughs> so until this JT thing is over, I might be dressed like this. So hopefully it'll be done by next Tuesday. <laughs> but anyway, so here we go. Not my, not my big ass. As I throw my my Snoopy scarf around my neck or Woods is that Woodstock who wears that? Is it Snoopy or Woodstock? I think Snoopy. It's Snoopy. Okay. We'll have to ask Sarah. She's smarter than you. But anywho. Um, <laughs> this is I what we're gonna do to I get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I concur too, so <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're gonna do before we get out of here. 
and this is the first time because again we've been podcasting. On, I got an update. What update? You gonna read it? Yeah, uh, and, and this is from Schefter. Deadline: Colts have given Jonathan Taylor until Tuesday. Find a trade partner. Six teams inquired about Taylor. Where is this? Two now? have made offers. I'm about to Omaha the shit out of you. Hold on. That's old news. Ah, ah, so well, it, it just hit my phone. So cuss my hey. phone because hey. I didn't see it until just hey. now. Damn it. Hey. hey. What? A bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So here's what we can do to get out of here. This is because again, we've been podcasting for a couple years now, and it's the first year with with sick. So we can start a new tradition. So it's the beginning of the year. I'll snap. We're going to have the Anvil's message to the fan base for this season. Each one of us get to go. On the spot, no time to practice. Acosta, you're up first. You're dirty. It's hell. (laughs) This is his idea. He's been thinking about it for a week. And I'm <laughs> Stretch us out as long as you can, Acosta. We go, we gonna sweat him out. <laughs> I am sweating to death. All right, Acosta. Message to the fans the, for the entire season and go for the entire season. Here we go. Stay fucking patient. Ooh. Stay patient. Be kind. Got to be lenient. Got to be. But above all, you know, come ready to go. It's still Colts football. We still have games to play. Come get ready to go. But above all, just be patient. Just be patient. Patrick. I just talked about how we were coached Mm -hmm. and how everybody is supposed to be family on a team. You're talking about you when you were playing. When I was playing back oh. back in in 1932, under Newt Rockney, got you. Okay, yeah. oh, uh, <laughs> look, look, look. When, when he when he wore the leather condoms for a helmet. <laughs> but, I'm <laughs> but anyway, yeah. but anyways, you know, as a fan base, as a Colts fan base, have your opinion, but stick together. Respect somebody else's beliefs on on this drama or that take or this or that. You know, you can listen to somebody. You don't have to agree with them, but you can respect what they say. You might even learn a little something from it. But the most important thing is you're in blue. I'm blue. We stick together. The fan base and the organization has to stick together regardless of the drama going around, regardless of what you think the Colts should do with JT, regardless what you think JT should do with the organization. Those are all fine, and you're entitled to have your thoughts. But we must stay together. Uh, Stay family. Stay strong. Patience. Stay together. All right. Clyde says this. No he, read, he readed notes, Acosta. I told you he, he thought about this for two weeks and gave us two seconds. What are you talking about? I'm not where where are the notes? Where are the I, notes? I, oh, I got a prompter I, in front of me. What are you talking yeah, about? We've seen your eyes drift to the prompter. Bro. Anyway. Okay, this is what I got to say. <clears throat> blah, 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 off the cuff. Completely and, off the cuff. Here we go. Don't let my scarf system. distract you oh, from my, my reading. Do I get a do I get a, do I get my turn here? 
Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? Come on, man. I know you, you block. I know you block for Sammy Ball, but give me a chance, bro. None oh. of us seen him play, but you. <laughs> give me a chance, old man. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> new system, new coaches, new players, new year. Optimism outweighs pessimism. So what I'm saying is, people are saying we're going to go four and thirteen. People are saying that Anthony Richards is going to be a bust. People are saying that without JT, this team is nothing, and our receivers aren't good, and our defense has still got holes and all this other stuff. You can fall into that trap and already come into a fresh season when we're zero and zero and already think that we're going to be a lottery pick team. You can watch football, cheer for your team, and know that there's ups and downs. Even the Kansas City Chiefs last year had moments like they were like, ooh, that looked rough. But they ended up knowing what winning the Super Bowl because guess who they lost to last year? They lost to the Indianapolis Colts, and that was probably the highlight of our season because we beat the Kansas City Chiefs with a team that honestly probably shouldn't even been on the field <laughs> with the soon to be then to be Super Bowl champion. So I say all that. I say all that to say any given Sunday. So just remember that optimism outweighs pessimism. Leave all the negative shit behind. Comment like Pat said after the game and then rinse, repeat, start anew because you're going to have a brand new game the following Sunday. So that is my that is my message to the fans. That is our message to the fans. We got one more preseason game and then we roll into our Lucas Oil Stadium on the week one against our hated rivals, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Forge tailgate will be out there strong. I can't wait. Full force, baby. Days away. Days away. And with that, Sammy, I am super hot. Take us out of here, please. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.